You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's fantastic to be here. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a really interesting episode. You know, when, you, when you're dealing with subject matter um, like we have with the film Priest, which is so, like, I mean, just saturated with authentic Christian and Catholic ideas... And, and, and rituals just like permeating the entire thing this great you know interesting meditation on organized religion you know I think it's gonna be really interesting to you know uh, to get your take as someone who, who spent a lot of time studying religion I think it's just you know yeah. I, think, I, th- I think we're in for a really rich scholarly discussion uh, over the, the course of this the only way could have been uh, less accurate is if they had had Dan Brown write it <laughs> oh shit Oh shit! <laughs> That's right, Dan Brown. I'm coming for you. Are we going after suck. Dan Brown? Shit! Uh, I can't even believe I remember that Haskell's name. <laughs> More like the Da Vinci Chode. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Uh, suck it. Um, uh, what I flush think, it down. Uh, I sorry, think I there's just... a strong chance this podcast may be longer than this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I think I think we are going to spend more time wondering what uh who hurt paul bettany so badly that put him in this movie uh that i think it's going to consume a a a more runtime than this weird short film (laughs) yeah i i could not believe i i started watching the movie and i paused it and i went back and i was like oh man how much of this do i have left because i've seen this movie before i actually watched it like not that long ago that's hilarious when i say like not that long ago it was sometime during you know like We'll call it the gas leak year, you know, like they did on community. The pandemic year where nothing happened and you just made poor choices. So I was like, I probably don't have to like super focus while I watch this because I just saw it. It's, it's, I can remember stuff. I can't remember anything of value, but I can remember stupid movies I've seen. And I looked down to see how much was left and it said an hour. And I was like, I can't be more than 10 minutes into this movie. So little has happened. The credit sequence just ended. The movie's an hour and 27 minutes, counting credits, I'm pretty sure, which means it's not a full-length film. A feature-length film has to be an hour and 30 minutes. That's, like, the requirement. So, technically, it shouldn't really have counted as a movie. (laughs) And the director took that to heart. This is, like, when they release, you know, after, like, a big movie comes out, they release some, like, you know, like, like 40-minute short film to, like, fill in plot gaps. Mm-hmm. This is basically just like fill-in material for, I guess, the Underworld movies. Although, I'm going to make that comparison a lot, as I did during the mini, because if you look up a single screenshot of this film, you will see that it's basically just uh, Underworld's uh, uh, cousin that never left town. Uh, uh, what What's interesting about this movie, I found, was... So the movie starts with what has to be like a cold open that, even after seeing the entire movie, I still don't understand. <laughs> And the, and the group of priests show up to, yeah. into a hive and they they're like it's a trap that would be like you going out if you were a beekeeper <laughs> and going to get honey and opening it and finding bees in it and being like oh my god it's a trap like yeah, you, I, I, you can't, I can't imagine there i can't imagine that beekeeper beekeeper pulling out one of those like one of those uh shelf drawers of of, of uh, uh bees and honey and just like suddenly seeing all the bees and be like my god a trap i've walked it's, right into yeah, it's it it's a trap and i was like i was like what did you what, i could i still don't understand what they were expecting when they walked into a place called a hive like they were like we thought there'd be two three 
American paratroopers land in Nazi Germany and goes, my God, we walked into Nazi Germany. <laughs> it's <trap."> a trap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. I, you, it's know, still, you know how it's a trap when you did the exact thing that would take you into the place of the most enemies, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it is essentially like any, like, D-Day, any battle in the history, of, like, when soldiers are, like, midway through fighting and they're like, I think this was a trap. But what then, it then goes into the animated opening, which we spoke about a little bit in the mini-episode. Oh, but before you get to that, I do want to be clear. I don't know what I don't know if they just cut a piece and put it forward to be like a more interesting opening than whatever they had planned, but you did it wrong. Because mm-hmm. to get me excited about Catholic priests kicking vampires, them walking through a gray tunnel and then just being like, ah, really shit. poorly lit too. Yeah. And having no gear, it's dark, you can't really see any of the monsters or the people. They're not like wielding cool weapons. They're just sort of like in dark robes. And then so one of them is instantly killed, almost immediately proving to you how worthless they are. And well, then, not only is one of them killed, their follow-up plan to an attack, we assume, is everybody runs away. They all just run for their lives, which is, again, you're not blowing us away when it comes like, to explaining how like, cool the priests are. It would have been way better if they were going to do something like this. Is It should have been like they were camped outside with the ideas that they were going to go in to the hive in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, once the sun's up, we're going to go into the hive. And one of them would be like, I don't know, something about this doesn't feel right. You know, and they're all, like, hiding by the rocks. And then all of a sudden, like, one of them gets pulled into the ground. And they're like, oh, my God, they know it's a trap. Then it at least would have made sense to be like, oh, okay. They thought they could get up there and the vampires would know they were there. So it is a trap. But just being in the middle of a fight and then being like, it's a trap and running. It was very confusing. To be clear... What the what the what the new audience sees is that this elite group of fighters that we are to consider to be the most powerful creatures on earth, sub the vampire like Lord Bo- like protagonist who sucks, um, is that they walked into a hive, were surprised to be surrounded by the occupants of said hive, then all ran for their lives or died stupidly in like being like but, pulled in the sand. But then here's what what's <laughs> then you're like oh okay that's a. What a cold open. Then you get a history lesson. And you get this bizarre animated thing, which we talked about was... Um, it's out of nowhere. It has no... Yeah. It doesn't fit in the rest of the movie. And it's... Uh, it's, return to it's it. What's his name? Who does? I can't think of his name now. Uh, 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 oh, shit. Uh, the guy behind Dexter's Ta- Lab. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I can't Genity, think Genity... <laughs> yeah, I should just look it up before someone in the podcast it's kills It's Taranofsky? I, I cannot yeah, think yeah. of... Yeah, it's killing me. But... Um, that part is like interesting because the animation is. Is, is is like classic, like really weird. Bizarre. I would watch a whole animated film of just that, just like Crusade Knights charging charging vampires. Like, just give me more of that. That was like by far the most interesting part. Yeah, and, and so they explain that there's always been vampires, and humans have fought them, and they fought like a World War One style war with them, and they kept going, and then they are like they found the priest the secret weapon which is confusing because the priests seem to be i thought from the first time i watched it and midway through this one i thought it was just like a thing like shaolin monks like they took these people as kids and trained them to be super fighters no they really are like jedi like they're born with magic powers and i thought wait they don't they don't why? get a lot into honestly they, which they is don't bizarre. explain 
because they've also the animation is set up so many quite like confusing things which is one the movie starts with them attacking a hive and instantly failing then the cartoon explains that the priests have eradicated the vampires and they're no longer a threat and they're magic and now they work like menial labor jobs and you're like wait what <laughs> like it's such a like a weird sequence of events to be like oh god the vampires outsmarted us Anyways, so vampires have always been around, but these priests but killed them all. I don't know we why also, we didn't start with them killing them all. We also have to discuss the, the, the film's greatest and most abominable sin uh, that, that fucks up the whole movie in like 10 different ways, which was their versions of vampires that they chose to do for some reason. I, Instead I of didn't doing, mind that as much. I think it was a, a complete fuck up because, I mean, you imagine what vampires are in any fiction. Uh, especially especially movies you get predominantly people fast moving people in long coats who uh have like yeah. talent talent fingers and and bite bite fast whatever it may be um but this movie said what if they were just sort of like wet greasy dogs <laughs> what if well, they were just I thought wet, what was interesting dogs? was they're they're humanoid and they don't have eyes for whatever reason i still for some reason i guess they don't need the uh, sun i don't know but i was like that was like i was like oh that's kind of interesting but again never comes up and then at the end where there's a twist where the one guy's like i was something new i was the first human vampire and i'm like you guys did not explain at any point during this movie that humans can't be vampires yeah you, i, I thought you just eventually turned into like you became a vampire and that's what happened to you because there were so many familiars that came into fight that looked like vampires and also uh like members of right said fred well, but, they, they uh, all look like they were, like, either in the middle of doing, like, a Nosferatu cosplay or a Marilyn Manson cosplay, and then someone just threw, like, a New England fisherman sweater on them. They all were yeah. wearing, like, a lot of them were wearing, like, whatever they call those things, like, they, tube sweaters. They act sort of feral, and so uh, even though they clearly you never see anything with teeth, you get the kind of vibe that they're vampire-ish. So, yeah, the fact that they're suddenly now a human vampire doesn't come out of like left field well, because you're just so, sort of like oh <laughs> and this is like my, my problem is so they have like this thing where they explain like there's two things there's always been humans and there's always been vampires and you're like oh okay all right I guess, I guess that makes sense i will pause and say that you are also to wonder are you explaining to me that like the wars i've heard about like the crusades were really about vampires and history and, just yeah, and see, see that's the other problem i had is they don't really explain the setting like is it supposed to be earth or is this supposed to be just a world because like the and, and that's what i thought is like you created a, an animated sequence which was like interesting to watch and had a bunch of exposition but managed to not really explain anything like they should have said you know vampires showed up and they eventually tricked humans into helping them but you know they can only be familiars which are like the ghost of people you know like no no human can become a vampire because like it's not like they're like there's two things humans and like alpha bean bags and you're like oh i don't know what that is you know <laughs> they picked one of the most iconic monsters in the history of monsters and they show you in that inter animated sequence like lots of what we understand to be soldiers that we recognize crusade knights guys yes, with artillery guys guns in and war like world war two world war two and like some like modern weapons and so we're like oh okay so this is earth and vampires are 
uh, uh, are all everywhere, but we just don't really seem to know about it. And then it's like, no, never mind. We're actually in the like the Mad Max apocalypse future after vampires have ruined everything, and also we yeah. nuked everything. And this is see, and this is where I think the movie because like in watching in watching it the first time, I was not paying attention. I was doing something. I was drawing or something instead of actually watching the movie. This time though, I started like in the opening sort of like what would be you know like when you start a D and D campaign and the dungeon master's like you know you're in blah 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 and they start explaining like so much stuff that you're like oh god i should have remembered any of this for lit mm-hmm. that's what i thought was going on but i paid attention and i was like they're not they don't explain dick one about the plot of this film like they don't explain why priests just show up so late in history because we see people fighting vampires for all of history so yeah, why, so, why we they yeah. didn't wipe us out until the they were they didn't wipe us out when we were just knights somehow and then finally we get to the point where we have like guns and technology and they, they still kill us we're still losing and, that fight I don't we're know still how. losing that fight and the solution when we reach a modern technology i guess is is a bunch of a bunch jedi. of monks a bunch of jedi and, but, monks but, that just what, do flips with shurikens shaped and like that's crosses. what confused me because i'm like they're like you know eventually in their attempt to kill vampires we basically decimate the earth and so the earth is like, and, and, you know, and they, they imply a little later is like, we tried to nuke the vampires to kill them. In which case we like basically destroyed the earth. So all that remains of society are like huddled in these cities. And that's when all of a sudden they find priests. So priests have only been around for what appears to be 20 to 30 years. And that's it. Actually, no, 18. It's been 18 years since the priests have been around. I, I don't understand like what made them just appear like I, that's the thing I didn't understand was like you said they do this really lazy thing to be like oh the church and the church is bad but it's not like necessarily the Catholic Church or even a Christian church because they never mention Jesus they just say God a lot and all of the crosses lack the they're just crosses not crucifixes and so it's like I don't understand what you guys are going for and of course like the church is corrupt and this is another. This movie's plot makes zero sense because the idea is after this scene, we find the priest who I don't, does he even have a fucking name? I don't even remember. <laughs> no, he is known as priest throughout the okay. entire movie. Yeah. Um, he has like, you know, there's like this moment where they show And to him. be clear, I also want to point out Maggie, Maggie Q, who is plays like the weird, vague love interest for some reason. Uh-huh. Is priestess? Uh, is, is known as priestess, which I yeah. have to admit must be confusing. Back at the old priest headquarters. Yeah, I really <laughs> think you guys should all have at least a name. Um, but then, so what basically happens is after this, after the animated opening, you're then sent to like a guy piss poorly farming, and you're just like, boy, this is a real twist. Like this movie's just all over the place. Uh, he gets attacked. We're told it's by vampires. We see priests living in, like, uh, the shitty part of Blade Runner. And he has some crappy job. And then he goes to, there's, like, mega confessional booths, which makes you think they're supposed to be Catholic. I gotta say, when they get to the city the first time, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm in for something. Because if they lean in to this that, goofy techno catholicism i am fucking on yeah when board. they when there's like and they're like booth four is open and then you walk in and like a robot recording 
just... of like the it's it's like a series of like recordings of what is like this like the the future dystopian pope who when you talk to him the a machine clearly like interprets what you're saying and tries to like respond yeah like in an alexa kind. like you know yeah like, i killed a man and they're like well Which, sometimes things happen safe for it, and you're like wait i don't think if we leaned into almost like parody levels of this sort of like dystopian you know theocracy catholicism yeah, and, cyberpunk and if, shit i would have been so jazzed for this movie. and if that had been like the plot was like so this is where to me the whole movie's plot really falls apart is priest is told by a sheriff that his brother and his brother's wife were attacked his brother's wife is killed by vampires the priest goes and says hey there was a vampire attack i want to go out and kill the vampires and find my niece and this guy who this was the other thing that i could i couldn't figure out they keep calling this guy a monsignor which is not really a thing in catholicism so it's very confusing there but also why wouldn't you just call him the pope because he 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 appears to supposed to be the person in charge of the church yeah so why are you giving him a role in which it seems eight other people it'd be like you know like setting a movie now and being like all right the pope has an army and then when somebody goes to meet him they don't meet the pope they just meet a cardinal and it's like, sure, cardinals are cool, I guess. But, you know. And then, so they won't let him go, though. And the reasoning makes zero sense. They're just like, no, you can't go. Because it'll, yeah, it, it'll stir up, you know, unrest. It's like, who's going to know he's gone? It's, it, it, Nobody will speak to him. You, because you no, one talks, no one talks to him. to him. So if he left to go investigate vampires, it fact should be the other way around. It should be that he is not interested. And they, like, Blade Runner style say, I need, I need your magic decks. And they and they yes. bring him on to go hunt or, vampires, or, and then he, it turns out they're involved somehow because that would be an interesting plot. But because I want to be clear, if you look up this movie, the, the scene, the, the the poster you get is Paul Bettany in his full in a priest costume. That I don't think is in the film where he's got like a full hood and cape, uh, uh, and he looks a little bit like Robin Hood. He's perched up with the uh, the, the crucifix knife, looking over the city, and I'm yeah, wondering why that like was. Batman? Yeah, and I'm wondering why they did that because he none of this movie takes place in the city, which unfortunately is the only interesting location that we get in the entire and, film. And that's so that's what also is crazy to me. So they set up this weird world of like this future city and all this stuff, and you're like, oh okay, and they have this weird thing. And for some reason, the church has outlawed being a priest. For some reason, although they all appear to be adamant to following their vows. So it doesn't really make any sense why the church is like, well, we have to get rid of them. Because they don't seem to want to do anything but hunt vampires. <laughs> Which you would, you would think he would just be like, send them out into the desert. No, n Knowing organized religion and Catholicism, you think that these priests would be, um, like, martyred. You know what I mean? They'd be, like, Something. sanctified. You know, there'd be, like, there'd be, like, stained glass of them. Because it's, like, or proof that the church, like, fought back against evil. That would be something very, very much that you'd want to put forward yeah, or, or they needed to set up that like people adored the priests so like it should right, have been like something even, so it would have made more sense that the people like adored them and it started trusting the words of the priest over the church so the priest sent all the Gel yeah sent, yeah they sent all something. the priests out into the, the barons and that's where they live and then you could have it be that either a priest is like oh my god there's there's vampires they're coming for an attack and no one the church refuses to believe him because they think they're trying to like regain power by inciting the the populace to yeah. panic, or this is, have it this be is already the, way better, or just have it be like uh, outposts outside the city start being attacked, and the church is like, oh my god, it's vampires, 
we didn't kill so them the all. We thought, and don't say that there's like reservations. Be like, oh my god, they we got to call back the priests. The, the vampires will destroy us, and they're like, we can't because the priests won't come back because they hate us. And then have it be that the church creates like they kidnap his daughter and say it's vampires so he'll go hunt the vampires and then they this find is so much know. more interesting because this yeah. is like the this would be like the story of like uh like kind of what's what's in a number of westerns where like the outlaws are chased away from civilization but now they need them to round up even, yes. even tougher outlaws you know it's a classic western setup which is by the way what this movie wants to a little be a be a little bit um uh uh, uh so it's strange that i didn't like just go for classic western movie plot tropes where it's like just bring yeah. in the outlaws and there make a real reason so for them to hate each other things. Yeah. and it's and a shame because again i wanted to see this catholicism play out i wanted to see them like having to like try to like not just like digitize religion but also use it as like a very clear like 1984 you know weapon of control yeah uh, in a very obvious way which is also super interesting because you get those shots of like christopher Plummer like on screens being like, like you insane. know Never go against the church or the church yeah, because it's, yeah. you're going against if God. If you question the church, you, yeah, if you go against the church, super you interesting. God. But that is that is ten minutes of the intro, and then we go right into just Paul Bettany well, crouching in the desert. This for, is the thing that <laughs> for for another seventy minutes. Me. So they're like Paul Bettany, you can't leave the city. We were we're, we're not allowing it. You want to go and hunt down vampires, but we can't we would, let you do Which it. we would hate for some reason. <laughs> yes. Which, like, we would be super psyched if you went out and died, actually. It would really help us out. <laughs> but, for some reason, they're upset about it. He leaves, and they're like, call in the the three other priests that live near here. And you guys go out and find him. It's like, wait, if you could mobilize the priest to do something, why didn't you just let him go? And then there wouldn't be a problem. And no one would know he was gone, because it's just, like, depicted multiple times. People will not speak to him because he's a priest. Because clearly they've done like some Palpatine bullshit where like the priests are vilified now. So yeah, it's just, no, it's nobody so acts weird. with any kind of luck. Which and it, it sounds again as perhaps it often does that we're nitpicking. But the problem is is that no stakes are set up. <laughs> oh, uh, he did it, guys. Shut no down the podcast. <laughs> no stakes are set up for which you to latch on to. Because they don't make a reveal until way late in the game that somehow the priest had a daughter, uh, which you don't a even weird care about. Choice, which you barely care about, and that 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 daughter is the one that's been in trouble. Which is, I'm like, fine, we we're going to rescue her anyway. Yeah, I don't know why it's yeah. a sudden it's twist. Like, oh, now <laughs> it's it's better that it's his daughter instead of his he was niece. already risking his life for it, and I guess it's because he knew. But I don't care. Like it didn't change me at all. Like we, it didn't yeah. blow my mind. It, or yeah. even any no characters have their mind blown by it. She's just like, huh? And then that's it. And then she's thrown yeah. out of a train. Oh, yeah, she's like fine. And then like she's like has a moment with him. And then she's like, ooh, there's my boyfriend. Gotta go get some dick. And she just like gets her, like just leaves him. And I was like, what a weird, you just yeah, found that your father. They don't ever get him being like my daughter reunited. She's just like, all right, thank you. And she yeah. like and she runs also, away from the She never the says like, my parents are dead, right? Like they didn't make it. She's just yeah, assumes, she I guess. It's also, really worried. It, it's also kind of unclear what the, the, the vampires are doing because the vampire's total plot finally unfolds in the third act where you reveal that they just lured the priest and the other priest to chase the first priest all the way out into like the, the, the badlands to like one of the settlements way in the distance so they could all hop on a train and take it all the way back to the city. Where yeah, they yeah. Now... So, so the plot does make vague sense. The idea was, which they don't really explain, this is my other issue, is 
they don't really fully explain that humans cannot win against vampires. They always lose. It's just been a history of mankind slowly dying until the priests show up. So the idea is if they can get all the priests to leave the city, regular vampires can run in and kill everybody because no one can stop a vampire. And he knows that if he can get them out into the barrens, he can attack them and he'll kill them because he's stronger than all vampires and all priests. This is Carl Urban's character, whose name is, I think, Black Hat? Is it in the Black in the Hat credits? is correct, yes. And so the plot would make sense, except for he appears to have no actual plan to kill the priest. It just lucks out there in Jericho when they get there. And that's where it was very confusing. I was like, if he had led them astray, and then through clever thinking, they had realized, oh my god, he's leading us away from the cities because he's going to the city. The vampires are going to go in and kill everybody in the city, and there'll be nothing they can do because we're not there to save them. That would have been a better plot. But the plot is, his plan is to trick them into going to where he is so they will then find out that he is on a train, thus giving them so much time to stop. Because trains notoriously can only go one direction. (laughs) So it's not like you're like, fuck, we lost him in the desert. No, he's, he's on these tracks. They... They just also away. confusingly the slowest trains on yes. planet Earth. The apocalypse apparently blew us back really far into the past because the technology <laughs> no, here is motorcycles con- are fucking like turbine engines yeah. powered by the, the sun. The technology here is so fucking confusing because the city is like cyberpunk dystopia with like flying shit and and screens and like and like what appears to be like holographic technology and then out in the badlands yeah the technology is gonna be limited but it's like people are full-on like using water wheels like it's yes. suddenly completely different no one's even like like taken or salvaged some old technology into something they're just sort of used and, they're all dressed like they're out in like the middle of like a clint eastwood movie uh, yeah and, yeah they, and they there's, a, like, there's an yeah. ancient train an ancient metal wooden fucking train on regular tracks that 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 they must go two miles an hour because not only have they left an entire half day before they finally get to this location but as soon as they discover it they then take a relaxing sit inside one of the buildings and have some plot development then they wrap and and burn all the corpses and they specifically say I'll charge the bikes. So they waited to charge the bikes. Yeah, they, but they what, sat around. As crazy as yet for a like, whole day, conservatively. Well, the train had long left some point the night before. And this is one of my other problems. Is so like the sheriff who goes with them has like the fucking dumbest looking gun in the history of like you know, sci-fi folks, guns. I want to point out here that we haven't mentioned the sheriff sidekick for the entire podcast. And that really, and then we suddenly mentioned him out of nowhere, which is exactly what it's like to watch this movie where you're watching Paul Bettany do some flips and like throw a crucifix star ninja star at somebody. And then this guy like pops around the corner and like shoots a a, a revolver, a dumb sci-fi revolver and says a quippy line. And you go, Oh, that guy's still in this movie. I had no idea who he was. was I don't remember his name. (laughs) sheriff i don't know what his name is but what's crazy is like he's clearly supposed to be um the like audience insert and he's supposed to be new to this world however all the information is given to us in a cartoon at the beginning of the movie and then the main characters never impart any additional information that's worthwhile like absolutely no worthwhile 
information. And that's what's so crazy is like, they're like, uh, am I going to tell you anything else important about the plot? No. Vampires, you know? And then that's like it. And the... I, also, I didn't realize that like no one has character names except for Lucy and Hicks. That's the it was the sheriff's name, but it's like they're supposed to be like this big reveal. They reveal that it's Carl Urban so quickly that it's like what was even the point? Like why even waste the time? Not just explain. Like, you know what I mean? They spend like three seconds showing him in shadows, and they're like, no, no, it's Carl Urban. You remember him from that four seconds earlier where he tripped and got dragged down? We, we, we knew it was Carl Urban, and, and there's nothing new to learn about this boss. It is the same character from the beginning. He puts on a hat. He puts in two, like, shitty teeth, uh, prosthetics under his mouth, and then he delivers a bunch of lines with, uh, again, indicating that he has very little plan. That he's just going to, like, ride the sl- like this slow train of vampires all the way into the city, and then, I guess, take over? I don't know. It's unclear. I, and then, like, he I tries, like... It- he tries to convince Paul Bettany's character to like also become a vampire with like no argument. He's just like, "Hey, you should also be a vampire." Well, I'm and, just and, saying. And then this is the thing: is he's like, "You'll never have to be told what to do again." And I'm like, "I don't think he is being told what to do, except for the one time he's like, can I go kill vampires?'" And they were like, mm, "I don't think so." Otherwise, which he admittedly to just was have a stupid. Job. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, it was stupid that they wouldn't let him hunt vampires, but at least uh, I don't think it's worthy to like become a vampire. You know, I don't think it's enough for that. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. There's so many weird missteps in this film, because and and like here's I'm gonna I'm gonna run you through the movie right here, and this is you're gonna see why this movie's only an hour and twenty seven minutes. Movie starts cold open that makes zero sense when you think about it for even a nanosecond cool looking animated intro which doesn't really explain as much of the movie as you hope it would family gets attacked in shitsville go to the city oh this is interesting immediately leave the city after some old guys like you can't do this why i don't know they never explain why the church is so anti them killing vampires uh head out meet up with the sheriff introduce boring character uh the salesman uh go out and go to a vampire reservation which like why would they have let vampires continue to live at all but i i i have to pause here and talk about how much i hated this concept and how much time we spent on it it's implied that these vamp i mean again this this would be another reason why having regular old classic human vampires would be a very with like that are just very fast or something i guess would be a very good idea because eviscerating all these sort of like superhuman people could be something i could see humanity doing you know what i mean like being like look at all these human people some of them were bitten and then they they didn't they didn't know they didn't choose this and so we'll just imprison them right we'll just put them on these reservations and not kill them not commit genocide but the vampires to repeat are big like slimy demon dogs with no eyes and feral teeth what what are you keeping them around for? Yeah, that that and there's like the confusing part is it's implied that all humans want to do is kill vampires. Like they want them to be gone. So why would you give them a reservation? And then sub question, why is nobody checking in on the reservations? Yeah, like it's, if it's you're going to basically have a prison camp for vampires and you have guards out there who have been dead for a while and no one knows and no and one's again, concerned. And again, these aren't humans that were or uh, 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 just misfortunately turned. 
These were just slimy demons that yeah. that that know they don't only even to talk, kill. Which that, is that, another that know, bad feature. That know only to kill. So why are we like building these like cells where I assume like if this prison was still working, what would it look like? Guards are walking around like bringing trays of like meatloaf to these monsters. Like what? What is happening? Oh, they, in they these have fucking the, the cells? familiars, I guess, hang out there and they tend to the needs by raising chickens and then draining their blood into a tube system. That's what that's what we're told. Yeah, the familiars are there. Which again, that like when he gets there and there are actual people to have a conversation against who can deliver us like 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 you know nefarious lines. That's interesting. When it becomes just like Paul Bettany throwing like like knives at a bunch of cgi dogs i don't understand what we're doing any longer like what this isn't intimidating like that's why blade was cool is that there was like every every like uh, uh, vampire vampire that showed up had could have like, oh this one's got dreadlocks and looks you know and, and this one's like a, uh, a red coat you know <laughs> they can all be interesting to some degree but it's like no it's just it's just a bunch of wet dogs that we're gonna stab <laughs> yeah so this is now that's what i mean is like i don't feel like this movie mate i don't i don't i don't know anyways but yeah so they go to this reservation which makes zero sense the reservation's vaguely empty and then we're told it holds 50 people who the fuck builds a prison for 50 people in the middle of nowhere like wouldn't it just be one big if you're gonna do that just put them all together why do you have multiple it's also suspended over like a ravine awkwardly and a very challenging build yeah and just sort of pointless and the plot is basically they go there, they find out only the infirm vampires are left. Um, they then go to the hive because he thinks that that has to be important. They don't really explain why. They go to the hive. Uh, Maggie Q is there and she's like, oh, I came to warn you. They, you know, they want us to kill you. They find out that the hive has an addition built onto it. Like, you know, like somebody went in and refurbed this hive. Classic. Uh, a bunch of uh, vampires left they look outside oh there's a railroad track right here where's that go it goes to jericho oh no that's the town they get to jericho everyone's dead they decide they have to get to the end of the train line and blow up the tracks and save lucy that's the whole plot of the movie i know it sounds like it's seven minutes that's the entire film it's just one like a group of people walking in a straight line just being what? led from event to event by basically deus ex machina and coincidence yeah and 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 to reiterate there's no like final twist where it turns out the church was involved or the church yes, like you were suggesting something. the church manipulated him into uh into this task so they could eliminate the threat and eliminate the priests in one move like there wasn't any kind of interesting yeah, like, turn so like like you said all right let's say if they had done it instead that there's one like vampire king you know like the dracula sort of or queen however you want to do it and all the other people are people who are infected and they're people, but they're vampires now. And when the war ended because the priests decimated the vampire population, there was a huge outcry from the people to be like, you can't kill these people. They're Even though they're vampires, they're still humans. Like, you know, you can't just genocide this group. You know, there's people there. Kill the queen and just let these guys eventually die off. And then so the church is like, fine, we'll build a reservation and put them on them. And then the church is like, we fucking don't want there to be vampires because vampires are bullshit so let's stage a thing that makes it seem like there is like we'll work with a guy and he's gonna make the vampires come and attack and then we can use the priests to kill all the vampires and we'll look like good guys and all we really want to do is genocide like something there's so many things they could have done with this plot because it's not like a 
that terrible of an idea. It's basically a zombie movie, but with vampires instead. But they don't do anything interesting with it. The church is bad. Vampires are bad. So priests are good. Here's the interesting thing. I read some of the original uh, manhwa, which is the uh, South Korean, you know, uh, uh, title for their comics. Um, I read like the first three issues, which are really super short. So that doesn't sound. It sounds like way more than it is. Um, and it is confusingly different. Uh, there is a singular priest. Uh, he is not part of an order. He is a man who died uh, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a classic story. He's like a man who died in a tragic way, and his wife was killed in a tragic way. And he like sells his soul to like Belial to come back, <clears throat> and like as like a as like a as like a, a weapon of vengeance, which I think is like a thousand different stories I've heard. Yeah, you know, it's like I think it's like Ghost Rider. It's yeah, like it's Blade of the uh, Immortal. There's yeah, a yeah, yeah, a lot of them. So he he's coming back, and he's I think it's definitely in the um, uh, uh, preacher comics even, which is funny considering priest. Uh, but but uh, he comes back and just sort of like in the very beginning scenes, he is seen with a gun, by the way, uh, with a big like ridiculous gun uh, and a blade, just like killing zombies. Um. And for the first part of, like, the first book, I think it was the only thing he fought. And later on, and, like, he fought, like, what I would not call vampires, but more like uh, ghouls or something. Sort of, like, kind of, like, big, monstrous, humanoid, like, undead creatures. So there's, like, a way, a, a much broader undead scenario in terms of monsters. It is nowhere near explicitly vampires, if at all. And the premise is that, like, something happened. Like, like the, there was war in heaven, and God lost, and so, like disciple like 12 disciple angels came down to earth and began to take it over and were eventually like fought back against and perished and we buried their relics in the ground but like earth is like half destroyed and now this guy comes back and he like roams the the wastelands like freeing uh uh earth of all like the hell creatures that came up from hell so it talks a lot about religious stuff like it talks about belial like, like demons and all kinds of angels and archangels it, 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 I read that it does. I didn't get that far. But um, the premise I'm saying is that it had a pretty deep lore with Christianity and then turned it into this big sort of like uh, trigun, like like wandering the wastes uh, uh, kind of storyline. What I'm describing is so far <laughs> from Priest that I can't believe it's considered a source material. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He uses a gun. He, he's not from some order of monks. Vampires are not the primary threat, if any, at all. Uh, uh, there's no future cities. It actually takes place firmly in the Old West. I think there's some time jumps, but it takes place firmly in what is classically Old West, not just sort of faux West like they did in this one. So it's like everyone's like on literal trains and like uh, wearing you know vests and, and cowhide and stuff. So it's very strange. It's very strange like parallel between the comic and this um this film i yeah, guess i think someone just really liked tell. the art and then decided to like kind of just do whatever with it i don't well, know it's i feel like strange. this is in that period where like everybody was just buying the rights to comics to make them and it is weird because while watching the movie i thought i don't think there's no way this is the plot of the comic because like the comic would spend so much more time explaining everything and i'm like it doesn't really make any sense and I assumed at the time that the movie must be the comic must have been good to justify making a movie out of. So I thought, I don't know. I just, yeah, you can tell like midway through the movie, I really realized at this time where I was like, Oh, this has literally nothing 
This, this has no real plot. I don't think this is an existing story. I think they just wrote the weakest story they could come up with. And we're like, eh, good enough. It's, it, yeah. it's really bad. I should point out that you mentioned this was like a time when they were just making anything. What's so weird about this is that Carl Urban, the villain who does a bad job in this movie. No offense, Carl Urban. Yeah, this is um, not a good Carl Urban. He appears in this movie, which came out in 2011. In 2012, he started Dread. In yeah. 2009, a couple years before Priest, he starred as Bones in Star Trek. I don't think he needed to do this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, this might have been one of those weird things, though. Sometimes, you know, like they, they hire on a person to be like, oh, we'll make you Bones, but you have to make another movie <laughs> for our studio. Yeah, fair. And you're just like, okay. And then they come to you and you're like, you're the bad guy in Priest. And you're like, you're, God and, damn it. And you're, but here's the good news. You're barely in it. <laughs> yeah, you you couldn't actually be in it less. The only way you could be in it less is if you were uh, the mother at the beginning who gets killed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, so the end of the movie then is basically after... And this, is, this was one of my other like really confusing parts of this film is... You're like, all right, the priests are magic. Okay, whatever. You know, they have like ultra reflexes. So you expect like the fight scenes are going to be cool. The one at the reservation, he just has a Bible that's not a real Bible. It just holds shuriken. Which seems like the least effective way you would ever need to have shuriken. Like, I don't think the vampires are going to fall for it. It's like, why do they care if you have a book? You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you're trying it, to it trick them. Need to be, it doesn't need to be in a Bible. Uh, it doesn't need to be, like, hidden. They're fucking vampires. They're just going to run at you, it shows. And so that fight's boring as shit. The fight in the hive where they fight the big vampire is really boring, including the scene where Maggie Q throws two stones and he jumps off of them while they're in midair as if they're in space or something incredible really bad and he like cuts this thing open and it dies and it's like blah whatever and then the train scenes are shit but here's like my problem is it's like why didn't the priest because at one point they introduce new priests and they have like different abilities i guess because they're asian they have martial art weapons yeah but like the one guy just yells and keeps spinning this thing in front of him which would just tire you out so much while you're walking towards a person but he dies he gets his punch he gets his heart punched out of him you know how that happens yeah. um but like why aren't they why they should have all had like crusader swords like that would have been cool you know it doesn't the movie makes no sense so if they'd all just been carrying like really old swords i would have been like okay whatever and it, you could have done better fight scenes. Instead, they occasionally pull out knives and sometimes just kick things. Yeah, which is not particularly is fun to watch. Absolutely zero style to anything going on uh, visually with any of the priests, other than they have like the crazy tattoo, it, which, it, which looks is, like I, shit in a movie. It looks fine in the animated open, not like great, but at least is like stylistically interesting. In the movie, it just looks like they have like a really poorly, and it's never the same tattoo. They never apply what's his name's. It's like thinner sometimes. It doesn't go all the way down his nose sometimes. It's like whoever was the makeup person just didn't give a shit. And it's a shame because I much, I much would have preferred like sticking to the source material because he is a, a priest in the in the in the in the comics is essentially like a cowboy. He's got the long. He's actually got Carl Urban's like hat more or less. But um, but he's in all white uh, with the priest the priest's collar uh, on like a black shirt underneath, and then he's like carrying what is essentially like a, a giant ridiculous revolver, 
um, with like a with like a with like a, it's like it's like I think it's like a it's like a barrel ch- fed revolver. You know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. like a Thompson's barrel, but on like a pistol, and like a a long like scythe sword. Um, that's way cooler. Like if I if I was watching Paul Bettany in like a, a white cowboy outfit with the cross thing on his head, just like shooting a fucking stupid a steampunk revolver in the old west, that's more interesting. Even if the plot was this bad. That's more interesting, but I think it's the biggest offense. Is the story is weak as hell, but the fight scenes are just sort of they're they're shot in pitch black you with expect, a blue filter yeah. over it, and then you, like Paul Bettany is just doing like, occasional like kicks and throwing like a stupid knife that he found and was hidden in a crucifix again for no reason. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's exhausting. There's not, that there can't even just be like a moment where you get to like be like a a, a teen a teen a teen boy watching this and giggle at like a cool fight. Well, then you that's don't get the thing. That. It's like if the story is going to be boring as shit and not really make any sense, that's fine. But then can they like you? You got to have all that has to be styled, like good character design, interesting fight scenes, and like I know you really dislike the vampires. I thought the design was cool and I was fine with it, but you barely can see them, so they're really not even important. They're, they they most of the time we're out of focus so you can't really tell so it's like a waste of even having a decent uh like you know character design so it's just sort of weird all the way around the movie just never sells itself and it's just i don't know there's so many bizarre parts like when he he decides that he's gonna uh leave and he's like mad because uh, you know he's like they're like you can't leave and he's like i'm going to and for some reason he's carrying a rosary and he breaks it in like this weird supposed to be like stylized moment where it's just like couldn't you just turn around and punch him why do you have to break a rosary like it just seems like really not that just like a weird thing to throw in and we were talking about it earlier there's this weird like in the future they're like it's so dystopian none of the bars have bartenders and so it's just like you push a button and a little arm goes and picks up a can and hands it to you it was so weird and they spent like a decent amount of time like on an establishing shot of it as if like they were like huh it was pretty cool right it was just weird and another thing that like they sort of brought up and then never did anything with which is like pretty much i would say this entire film is they vaguely have an idea that never goes anywhere yeah, no, I, I mean that's that, that's I think we have that a couple of times. Is that they there's like the pretense to an idea that never never develops. I I do have to say that I think part of the problem I think I found this out afterwards is the director Scott Stewart I think had just been a special effects coordinator up until this movie. Oh, um, which I think one of those. It's something we've seen before. Um, yeah, with, with when that happens when you when when it's someone's just like a fight coordinator. Um, uh, and the, the, they make a movie. It's like they clearly should have had someone like write the script for them. <laughs> I, and, somebody did write this, right? He didn't write it himself. I, that's true. I think there was a writer of some kind. Um, but Which, you know, we didn't even bother to, to look that up. Oh, I don't think. he worked. He worked on the Underworld movies. How perfect! Oh, um, did he really? Um, but yeah, it, it it it's it's my notes are, are 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 just this like mixture of of commentary on the strange choices that the character's making in logic. Uh, 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 and I, I didn't get a chance to really rag on it as much as I wanted to a minute ago, so I will do so. There's nothing cool about the reservation idea. It doesn't make any sense, like, logically in the universe, like we said, because, again, the vampires are not people which you could look in the face of and have empathy. They are indeed, like, slimy demon monsters. Um, 
but also they mentioned the fact that like they they I think they mentioned like a couple of Native American rollovers. They mentioned like uh uh oh, it's like a red hand like like tr- clan or tribe oh yeah, they, they refer to them there. as like tribes. Yeah, it's just very confusing. And, and they like, mentioned how like how sad and suffering it is there, but they never actually like commentary on like they never actually trying to give you emotion. You know, or sympathy well, for like the vampires because though, they which, can't, yeah. they are inherently unsympathetic creatures. Yes, because all you ever see them do is rip people apart. Like that's all you ever see them yeah. do. So it's like there's they they They're can't inhuman. talk. Yeah, they don't seem to have any emotions. So it is very like just kind of really. Pointless. So tying it tying it to Native Americans isn't a we- isn't a cool theme in any way. <laughs> Unless I, the plot I is going to be that like the vampires really weren't evil. Like the right, whole time, like the, the vampires were just like coexisting and occasionally killing some humans for blood, and the church launched like a you know like a program against yeah. them. Yeah, and then like they had to keep the illusion up that the vampires were causing all and something. Then you as, could do it, but it's just as if, so as, weird. as if the opening animation we saw was just some some like Catholic propaganda to 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 enforce like their genocide. Yes, you know what I mean? something. Yes, but that's anything. not the that's not the case. They are indeed inhuman monsters that just shred babies for amusement, and so they're also kind of Native Americans. Does that give you anything, audience? No, it does it, not. It's <laughs> also, like weird is too. The other thing that I thought was bizarre is the movie's called Priest. They set up like there's like this weird neo-Catholic or Christian religion. Why? They never explain what it because it's not like crosses do anything to the vampires. They're not they're not afraid of normal Christianity. You're right. So what was the point of making the like? Why would the church have? That is super religious. Does nothing to kill them mean people would stop being religious? The origin material you're hunting like hell creatures like you're hunting stuff from like literal christian hell they are undead creatures or demons risen from hell and you yourself were from hell got out of hell you're fighting like there's like angels like present and like and the powers of heaven it would make sense why you would bake a ton of christianity and priests shit into that source but this is vampires which i no one implies or have ever been applied that they are like from hell vampires you know what i mean well like, yeah yeah i mean in christianity vampires have always been afraid of uh crucifixes christianity. A, yeah, yes, yeah yeah and, or but, and and it goes back to old judaism you know vampires it is werewolves all confusing. come from Lilith. yeah i could go into the long thing but i won't <laughs> um, um something but, the, I, but what's weird is though is so the idea that the church would become all powerful would only work if they could do anything to stop the vampire. So, like, the cross would have to work to hurt the vampire. Because otherwise, what's the point of the religion? Like, you know, in, in Dracula mythology, he's afraid of God. Like, you know, and God's power hurts the vampire because he's evil and God isn't. Okay, so that needed to be in this movie. Either crosses needed to do something or there's no reason for the religious theme. And at which point, why is it in the movie? Cause it never comes up. It's just, they could have been anything. You know what I mean? He could have just been a well-trained soldier and, uh, they get mad at him cause he's trying to disobey orders. It's the exact same film. There's no reason for there to be like the, the Christian monarchy of this film. It, it serves no purpose. Which is again, frustrating because it's the only thing I found interesting. Yes, in the yeah. Entire film. <laughs> but why put, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, why waste the time of explaining it? So yeah, if you're just not going to use it. Yeah. I was just looking real quick at the writer. Uh, he wrote priest and a movie called Apollo 18, which is like a horror film about a non-existent. Uh, yeah. And then he wrote 
the last witch hunter with Vin Diesel, and then one of the the last and bad uh, underworld movies. Not that they're very good, but he's definitely on the bad end. But I was just like, oh man, this guy's got a wheelhouse. Priest and the Last Witch Hunter are very similar films. Um, something I had in my notes that I forgot to mention too is that when they are at the reservation, um, and they're inspecting one of the cells where I guess the greasy vampires live, uh, and they're talking to just familiars that are wandering around. Um, when there's, st- when he's in the cell, like interrogating that one familiar about his master and cowboy man is out in the hallway, three unarmed, like well, the one guy had familiars they, they, they the a wrench and an ax. Three barely armed, uh, uh, familiars come around the corner to cowboy man with his space gun. And he sees them and goes, oh, shit. And he runs. And well, I was like, what's, all right. What's crazy is the when, one when guy you were standing throws there, an ax at him. He dodges it, yeah. grabs it, throws it back, and hits him in the head. He's holding his gun the whole time and then says, uh, priest, and runs. They're just people, dude. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, clearly, ha- he clearly had that under control. They should have been running from him after he, after he perfectly caught and returned an axe and killed one of the three of them. Yes. He, he limited the numbers. But when, when he was standing there, like watching the door and, and kind of holding guard as we saw him, what... What did he expect was going to happen? What was he standing vampire prison? Yeah, when he's in a vampire prison and two vampire henchmen come around the corner, he's like, "Oh no, I couldn't! It's a trap! I couldn't have predicted this! I don't understand how these people don't have any awareness." Because if there was just three of them, he should have been cocky about it. That would have been more, yeah. more, more interesting. Um, would have been no, something. No, he, There's he, also he, also during that he, scene, uh, he's trying to like interrogate that guy. And he's like, where did they go? And he starts, like, pushing open the tomb. And the guy's like, no, no, please don't. And it's like, what's he going to do? You're underground. He'll be fine if you push the thing off. It's not going to do anything to the vampire. And why are they sleeping in crypts? Because they're not people. That's a, That yeah, only again, works if they're, they're people. They're monsters. And we built crypts for them in a giant it's... military facility over the Grand Canyon? What are we doing? <laughs> why, did I, why did we spend money on this? <laughs> In any other movie where yeah, monsters I, are taking I, that part over the earth, I was so they finally like, beat them back, at, and, and yeah, they finally beat them back, and then they build them like a home. <laughs> like I don't understand. I know it's a prison, but I, I still don't understand why they're around. If it was just familiars in there or something, maybe I'd get it because they're they're people who you know who've been like put under a curse essentially, and to 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 have pity on them, I guess makes sense. But no, they just they built. They built Catholic crypts for these weird, like, like again, demon dog people. I don't understand why we did yeah, this. Yeah, and that's where I was like, I was like, wait, why would they sleep in crypts? Because you keep saying that, like, they're basically like the xenomorphs. Like, they excrete stuff to build a nest. So why would they sleep? It's just, it was like the movie just had ten ideas. And then somebody was like, write it down and make it into a movie. And a guy did, and they gave it to him. They're like, you didn't connect any of these ideas. And he was like... I couldn't figure out how. <laughs> and again, <laughs> was just to repeat, it. many of these would make way more sense if they were human humanoid uh, vampires. Like if they were just humanoid classic vampires, then like having a prison for them, having this sort of like conflict with the with the priesthood, like all of that would have made a lot more sense and been more visually interesting to look at. But uh, no, no, sir, we don't get that. No, we don't get a lot of anything. So. I guess I'm going to ask a question, which I think I know the answer to. Would you recommend this movie? No, I'd rather read 
the source material comic, which is got cool cool art, and I will. Uh, that's that's it. That's the only the only recommendation I can give. Yeah, this is. I mean, I wouldn't even say if you were really into vampire movies, but I'd be like, you should watch this. It's just, I one, it's really short though. I guess so. If you do have, if you have Amazon it's, Prime, yeah. you want to check it out. It's it's like very short. It's like eight, 88 minutes from point A to point fucking B. You know. But what's crazy is, uh, right about when they hit the train, which is the climax of the film, it gets really boring. And I just kept being like, boy, this train scene's too long. I, I know can't it's believe the end of the film. I can't believe that I will say to you, the audience, that there is a, a, a an extended sequence in this movie in which a vampire cowboy Carl Urban fights Vision on top of a train, and I went and did the dishes during it. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> like, it's it's one of the worst train fights I've ever seen in my life. So fucking disappointing. It's mostly just a lot of them kicking. And that that train is going nine miles an hour because cowboy man is tossed off and just gets up as if he fell down like the last two stairs of that, the staircase and that's also something that i find like hilarious later is when they when the guy throws uh lucy off and he's like no i've got you it's like the train's not moving that fast <laughs> like just I, I, let I, her go i saw the other guy i saw the other guy hit the dirt i think you're fine yeah she'll be perfectly okay uh yeah, so that's the end of the film, which they tried to set up a sequel. Um, oh, I you know, love that. Paul yeah. Bettany shows up. I have, this is another great scene is when he comes in, he throws the head down, and the guy's like, this man is just trying to... It's like, where would he get the fucking vampire head? If there weren't vampires, you know, they're not people's heads. Yeah. So, but then at the end, they leave, and he's like, their queen wasn't among them, and she's like, I'm going to get the rest of the priests. And I was like, they really think they were going to have, like, a sequel called Priests with an S at the end? You know? <laughs> like... It's all of them this time, and none of them have names, so good luck following what's happening. Also, to repeat, the, 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 the church in this universe came to its extreme prominence through the fact that they were the last bastion against vampires. The resurgence of vampires only bolsters their power. Yes. I don't know that's, why they're scared of it. That's why I'm, that's, that was my big complaint, was like, the plot should have been, like, the priests became like the Knights Templar, and they were really wealthy, and they had a lot of power, so the church freaked out and was like, they're devil worshippers and, you know, excommunicated them, something. Or it should have been that the church was, like, behind the resurgence of vampires because it had been ten years since a vampire attack. And they were like, ooh, people are starting to stop believing, you know, as much, so we need to bring the vampires back. Because there was something, anything would have been more interesting than the plot, which is just, for some reason, the church is like, eh, I don't think we should check in on these vampires ever yeah i'm uh, sure this will go well for us but before we actually end up uh talking about uh talking about uh priest longer than priest was to watch we're getting uh, close <laughs> it's probably best to invite you to the next episode do you think folks yeah i i think i think that's it for uh our our take on priest uh, if you enjoyed the episode let us know or if you have a movie suggestion leave it at uh, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all are slash N-A-O-S pod. Uh, let us know if you have any comments. Uh, you know, if you watched Priest and you want to tell us we're dumb idiots, please please feel free to, you know. We'll move then who not to speak to anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's it. Until next week for the mini episode, we'll see you then. And uh, by the way, Director Priest, Eyes of the Windows of the Soul is from Shakespeare. Not the Bible, dude. Read a book.